it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Friday show. It is the Anfield Wrap. Uh, get gift cards uh, for Christmas, either for yourself, uh, gorge on them, uh, or for people who you know who like Anfield Wrappish things or would like Anfield Wrappish things. By all means, feel free to take a flyer. I'll back us. Um, so one month, three months, six months, or 12 months. I've got a piece of paper here with information written on, written by Craig Hannon uh, in there. So, yeah, uh, we can't do the physical ones anymore. But you can uh, get the digital ones. So if you go to the Anfield Wrap, you'll be able to find all of them. I think the Anfieldwrap.com forward slash gift card sorted out. I mean, you'd think so. But you can, no guarantees uh, in this neck of the woods. Uh, but there is lots and lots and lots of excellent audio and video. So do consider it. And also consider buying it for yourself. It's an important psychological part of Christmas that you get yourself a gift. Uh, my gift is the presence of Phil Blundell and especially Chris Barber uh, before this Friday show to work through. Uh, in other news based in Liverpool right now, there is so, 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 so much weather. Um, I'm surprised both of them made it. I was worried. Um, I'm saying four different types happening at once right now. It's it's it's, just, it's astonishing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's genuinely like, I was going to cycle into work today and I opened my curtains and looked and it was just genuinely just wheelie bins in the road it was it was like some bit sort of seismic had happened and it was just really fucking windy but it is Liverpool has that sort of about it where it is like the opening scene in the Wizard of Oz a little bit <laughs> it's 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 overwhelming at the minute Phil um, it really is you don't know quite what you're going to get other than you're going to get a lot of it um, currently yeah. I can't be bothered with the wind anything bar the wind you throw whatever you want I mean if it's minus five and no wind it's fine if it's five degrees and windy it can I mean, I make this joke a lot, but the, the words you'll never walk alone are not for you, Phil. No, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> it's worth saying. <laughs> I've made that on two consecutive no. shows that I've recorded back-to-back, but it's been opposite on both occasions, so I'm very pleased. You only did uh, that conversation to do that joke, didn't you? No, not at all, not at all, but you mm. did walk into it like Sideshow Bob of the Rake. Yeah. Uh, they played a game on Thursday. Uh, you listened to this on Friday. The game hasn't happened yet, but they played a game on Thursday. I can't help you there. Uh, I also like the way you realised this yesterday. Oh, it feels very funny. funny. Furious, uh, absolutely furious about it. They're playing Thursday. Uh, they have played a league game on Thursday. Um, I think that's as much, if not more, of a scandal than the Christmas Eve question. It's that proper time of year where you see this is this is when TV takes over, and this is why we we cover it a bit in the Ev game. But the blackout does a bit of a bit of. Um, bit of good work because it just stopped the odd land grab because when they're given free reign you do get this sort of thing yeah, they, 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 see, I'm, I'm, a one, I'm complete 180 on this what else are you doing tonight if you're alone 
well, you've got you've got Brighton Palace to watch, which yeah, is one of the the mediocre derbies of the world. Um, yeah, but if it was every week, that's what I'm saying. It's like the it's like it's well, like the Wizard song, isn't it? It's it's not actually that good. If this was every, like, but but it wouldn't be every week though. I don't think because I think they'd be wise to the fact that it would be boring if they did it every mm. week. I think it's your Christmas gift is Thursday night of. Uh, Brighton Crystal Palace that's your Christmas gift if you listen to this you'll know the result and it won't be yeah, much of a no, gift to you it's really mad really weird if you're listening to this uh, I just sort of think we I are take, from the past I take Phil's general point uh, but I also want to say isn't this the purpose of the darts um, mm. why do they want both nah why do they the want darts both? isn't good for another week anyway really is it um, I mean you say that it's like a warm up bit of darts it's like the darts to get you into yeah, the yeah but darts. they've expanded it to such a point where they've basically got fellas just they found them and gone. Do you fancy playing darts, mate? There was a fella playing today. There was a fella who was playing today who had an average of seventy nil. Come on. I think I watched that one. No, like not not in the match. Like for the last year. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. No. I'm, I'm Even the right BDO weren't having that nonsense. Yeah, but then, then, then but then the fella who wins the first round wins. And then we get the second round. The second round matches are are really good. There was a really good first round match today. Uh, Luke Woodhouse versus the lad who beat him. Um, which it was excellent, really was. Um, I enjoyed it at the slaughterhouse immensely. Um, so you know, I won't have a word said against it. But if we've uh, learned anything from the last twelve months, it's that sporting boards are really good at making big decisions around big tournaments, and and the Christmas World Cup and the the hamstrings and the uh, legal stuff today really just shows that. I'm glad to hear that the darts have also picked up the same. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the hamstrings are ongoing. Oh, uh, forever. It, it, I mean, it is, it is part of why we will actually get onto the football. Aston Villa play Sheffield United. And <laughs> That's Ast- like the start of AFQ. Aston, it is, it is a little bit, but Aston Villa actually are in a... If I say a little bit of bother, Chris, I would I would worry for the Villa unbelievable home record before this one because they are dropping like flies. They've got suspensions. They've got injuries right the way through the side, Villa. The thing that's in their favour is it's Sheffield United on Friday night. Yeah, and... and- there's the, there's not there's nothing really to pin on Sheffield United. I mean, at the weekend just gone, they had we were poor for forty five rather than than they sort of kept us at arm's length. And like, I think they've lost Torres, um, the red card for Kamara, wasn't it? At, at the weekend, he, he'll be he'll be missing, and they lost Tielemans too, haven't they? And you sort of think they're some of the players they've brought in to give them that sort of um, experience, that sort of like confidence like they just look they look so competent and it's just but then the flip side of that is sometimes when you've got levels that they're demonstrating I sometimes think it's a little easier for someone to step in Jamal Lissau is an example of it Tyrone Ming is an example of it back in the day I'm thinking when we lost two keepers in a week and Hilario took us quite deep in Europe and we had a good like sometimes if every, all the levels are up there yeah. we've seen it when um, when you lost when you had that injury season like those players kind of they have to come in and like there's a level that's set so maybe it's a time you get in their shell and you say to I don't really know who will put in at centre back who will it be I think he might just go I think he'll play concert and he'll Carlos he and Carlos uh, so we'll go we to a cash right four. back. Cash right back. Cash will definitely start right back. He'll play Dean left. Moreno. Man. No, I think Dane Dean's out, isn't he? Moreno. Moreno, Moreno yeah, played Moreno. there last week. Because the other the other side of I this is Dean is it's a bit of clout for Emery to go into the market in January. Dean's suspended. Ah, Dean's suspended. And and, and and go down that route of look, we've lost basically Tielemans and Torres, and we're looking weak in two positions. So if we want to keep this up, we have to get. And it's so. You, you sort of wonder from that point of view, but that all being said, you don't see Sheffield United doing much more than nothing because um, Villa, Villa are just, they're good at everything, it feels, at the minute. Yeah, I think... Aston Villa are obviously very strong favourites for this game, but you sort of, you can see a world where they're not able to do what they usually do, which is usually freshen things up on sort of 55, 60, and they, they, they sort of make... They've used they, make, they, use, they use subs fantastically and that they don't really get any worse when they make subs. They just get fresher and more energetic and what that enables them to do 
is it enables two or three players to go really hard for an hour, whereas formerly they wouldn't have been able to do that. Whereas you lose the numbers that they're losing now, you can't quite do it to the same level. Um, I think there'll be a lot of Sheffield United um, block and passing lanes, compact in space, being very well organised. I feel like Chris Wilder has probably had a big week on the training ground yeah. um, since last weekend. I've gone completely blank. I can't remember what they did last weekend. but Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea wasn't yeah, it? Chelsea. It was the weekend before they won, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Beat Brentford. Beat Brentford, yeah. But he's probably gone to... Ch- like, and, you know, <laughs> Chelsea didn't... I don't know whether Chelsea struggled as they obviously didn't see the games we at three o'clock. Really but, poor for the but that, first that half. was was it was yeah. it Chelsea being poor or was it Sheffield United sort so. of making it quite difficult because I think nothing not a great deal happened for the no, first it, sort and of it, it looked it looked half because Chelsea it. weren't weren't tested, weren't creating. So Sheffield yeah. United were a bit like I, I, it's hard to know what's going on here. Because this lot are doing nothing so we haven't got we haven't got anything to and that's why I think a slight gear change in the second half hmm. over overwhelmed them basically quite quickly. Um it's interesting. I just looked at like the predicted lineup, and Jacob Ramsey's in there, and he was having quite a nice time under Gerald. He was one of the few that, and so you wonder again. It's it's his chance to come into that team yeah. and basically say, "I'll have the fucking ball all the time." And and I I think they, they again that you could see a different a different Villa, a different way of doing things. Which Emery's got in his locker. Like he's such a good coach that he's he's the keystone in this. That if they can kind of lose anyone, and you'd be like, "Well, he'll think of something, or he'll work it out." Or yeah, I agree with that. And that's one of the big moves, one of the big magic tricks that they've got at the moment. Uh, we'll move ourselves along because we don't expect much from that. I do expect a fair bit from West Ham United versus Manchester United. The 12.30 aspect of it feel really suits United. They can make no excuses for that. Uh, West Ham have played midweek. Manchester United have not had to uh, in any way, shape or form. But West Ham did make changes for Liverpool. In what I've sort of described as an odd way, in that I just sort of agree with Moyes' framework for the changes that he's made. I then just don't necessarily understand the ones that he did, if you know what I mean. I understand why he felt there was a need to make changes. I, for instance, therefore, would not have asked Jared Bowen to spend for, to spend an hour trying to win his own flick-ons. Uh, I'd have just played Danny Ings. Uh, but, you know, I'm not looking after so Danny it Ings. It wasn't necessarily the, the personnel changes, me. It was the stylistic. Yeah. It was the stylistic that the that was the problem, I think. I think it was very much like, we'll try and hang in this, we'll hang in this, we'll hang in this. Well, if you're going to hang in this, bring Jared Bowen on. Like... That's we're sort of in the same exactly. Same that's exactly ballpark. my point. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, yeah. If you and it, they, they wanted, they basically sat behind the ball. They were trying to frustrate. It was like they'd see what Manchester United done. Right, well, we'll have a bit of that, but they didn't have the time to plan and prepare it. They didn't have the time to. Yeah. You, you know, this is a team that's been playing every midweek. This is this is. <laughs> it just wasn't easy for them, and they're now going to Manchester United off a very quick turnaround. Like they're probably never. They're at home. They are. They're, at home. Sorry, yeah, they're playing Manchester United off a quick yep. turnaround. I didn't mean, and I, I did. No, but it was. I just mis- misworded my uh, my points. They've not. This is going to be very difficult for them. But at the same time, Paqueta's had a little bit of a rest. They yep. got more prowls. Had a rest. They made you know they made a few changes here and there. I think they get they get some. There's someone back from suspension. I've got a feeling, isn't there? I'm pretty sure there was someone who missed out last. No, they can't have been. No, they can't have been because it's cross competition, isn't it? But no, you can still use, so the you red, can be a, sus- red, a red. Yeah, no, no yes, yes, but yeah. yeah, that's a fair point. But I mean, was there was Agard out ill as well or something yeah, like Agard that? It felt like there's a couple yeah. of things knocking around which didn't really help them. But if they can get them back in, I didn't. You know, the the, the centre back partnership was obviously not their first choice. One, I don't think was it. It was Mavropanos and Ogbonna, Ogbonna which is I think Ogbonna's fourth choice at the minute I think yeah. Zuma and Agard are the, the first two and they're, they? and, then, back in. and they're both you, you bring the pair of them back in and it probably starts to look better I think it's an interesting game I think they're quite strong at home and Manchester United generally generally haven't been brilliant away I only saw the highlights but <clears throat> was it a case of I mean I think we can't forget how domestically awful they were last season 
they've had the cup, they've had that moment, mm. that sort of like um, unexpected success. And do you think there was part of that sort of was like <clears throat> Moyes being at a bit of a leveler, a bit of like a they're still level because they're sitting eighth. Is that right at the moment? They've won quite a few on the bounce. They're looking, they're looking okay. Which this time last season they were looking pretty woeful. And I wonder if. Um, the cup was quite a, it, losing away at Anfield was quite a happy excuse. It just became a five-one game in a sense of I saw the the Slobber's eye goal and you think, well, the old happy if they're hitting from their thing, but then you remember who it is hitting from where, and you think, well, we're less happy now because it's it's going to fly in. And then you made weird subs, didn't he, around half time, and the second came at the wrong. So was it one of those games where it kind Paqueta of Paqueta was basically waiting to come on as they made this as they made the uh, as is the that what it was? Yeah. So in, then yeah, you yeah. sort of think you wonder if he was kind of thinking rest, go again. But Bowen's probably one of those players he gets he rests by playing. <laughs> you know what I mean like that yeah. sort of Harry Kane thing where he just keeps himself ticking over all the time. And he actually was like, okay, and then we because the, 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 there's there's stuff in the league this season for them to go and to go and do, no, and, they're, and they're in European competition again. Well, this is why I think it's a major one. It's, I think it's a massive game. I think it's in, there's, there's a couple. Of, I think the most interesting game of the weekend, which doesn't feel like a matter of life and death, is the Tottenham Everton one. And I think that the most significant game of the weekend, outside of the obvious most significant game of the weekend, is this one. Because if West Ham win, they go above Manchester United in the table, uh, which is obviously quite major. Uh, with 18 games played. They actually go above Newcastle, at least until Newcastle kick off against Luton. When I think we've all felt West Ham are sort of nowhere near that, that's not quite their business. They go into six. They're only then three points behind Tottenham. We've got this weird game against Everton on the horizon that isn't straightforward. You know, I, I think from West Ham's point of view, I think they'll think they can finish top six. They're currently yeah. only, and it's perfectly legitimate to think that they've played 17 games and they're two points off sixth. Yeah. So I think, you know, I... And, for, and, and t- I still think Manchester United still feel like that to a lot of a lot of teams, especially at home. And beating and it's a motivator. Beating them still feels like you're beating the good version of them. Yeah. Uh, and especially if you're going ahead of them, and you're actually like, you know, that's where you're at. We are. We're the level where if we beat these, we go ahead of them. And 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 again, what what are you worried about playing Man United nowadays? Really? What what if you 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 you, you your momentum's forward? Your momentum is scoring goals rather than stopping them. And they also seriously can't go to West Ham and sit in Phil. No, they can't. They can. They can do what they did at Liverpool. They can probably do what they did at Manchester City. They can potentially do it at Arsenal. They can't do it anywhere else really in the league. I don't think. I think they've got to go and say, "We are still Manchester United, and we've still got to have a bit of a go here." There's no, you know, if they go to West Ham, get dominated, and walk away with a point, they can't go. Well, good points on the road. Good points on the road. No, they can't do that. It's just not. It's just not a thing. It's applicable in certain places. West Ham away, they have to go back in. They have to be a bit more aggressive. They have to. I mean, they get Fernandez back, which I think probably helps them in that respect. It makes yeah. them, you know, I, I almost think that, ironically, the suspension for Fernandez probably wasn't for the best in the end because it was a bit like he probably wouldn't have been into that in the set quite the same way and wanted to express himself a bit more. Whereas, you know, Amrabat, Mainu, and McTominay can do that and dig in because they're. Yeah. You know they're they're di- they're so, well. You know Amrabat has effectively been in that position it all just, his life. It justifies the decision exactly. Yeah, Mine is yeah. a kid, and McTominay is someone who basically will just go out there and fight because he's basically fighting for his future at the club. So it's it's you end up in a different position where it's like I think do you remember the I don't know if you remember the when Sunes and Redknapp had the conversation on um, Sky when they started the Champions League about 15 years I know ago. Exactly and it was, conversation. It was a great conversation. It was about Mourinho and his his um, style of football and. Sunes was really critical of it and he's like you know eventually great players get bored of this and he looks at Redknapp and goes I was a great player it was really funny but his, yeah. his point was that you can only tell great footballers to sort of play within themselves for so long and some of them just want to go out there and express themselves and that's the position Manchester United find themselves in these games people like Bruno Fernandes and rightly by the way shouldn't be going to Manchester shouldn't be going away to West Ham with Manchester United and going 
Dylan Hill's all right there, you know. It's just not. It's not in the psyche. It's not. There. And Hoyland didn't sign to feed off scraps no, exactly. No, no. And he didn't. And like the idea that he should have finished that and they should have won one nil is not really. It's not really on him. I don't think. I think his game is much more like less explosive, more just wearing them down. And he just didn't get a, a sniff. And like you said, it doesn't. It doesn't wash for that long. Whereas you lose the captain, you lose the lad who kind of is the 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 talent the spark mm. and you can justify like you said he, he, he probably would have loved to have done that anyway and the yellow card probably he was like oh good I can do what I wanted to do mm. over there now anyway excellent stuff uh, alright 3pm uh, Nottingham Forest play Bournemouth here's Rich Ferraro from the 1865 podcast on Nottingham Forest it's John Gibbons for the Anfield app with a partnership courtesy of NordVPN NordVPN have partnered with us before and we're delighted they are doing so again not just for their support but also because they offer loads of benefits to the football fan like yourself there's lots of benefits to sign up to NordVPN, including, of course, watching sporting events, TV shows, or films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country which is showing the events. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, uh, but a few of our games aren't on telly this season, but they are on TV somewhere, and you can find them by switching your virtual location. That's obviously one of the benefits of a VPN service like Nord, but they are one of the best around, and lots of reasons why, including that they protect your private data, like bank details, passwords, and online identity. Uh, with one click, you're able to switch your virtual location to another country, which also allows you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. Now, I do need to point out that the Amphio app subscription is the same price in every country, but others aren't, and that includes hotels and flights as well. So you can have a little look around and see what deals you're able to do yourself there. Uh, personally for, for me uh, a big one with NordVPN is knowing that my data is protected when I'm travelling abroad and using public Wi-Fi uh, wherever I am in the world and know that I'm protected from viruses uh, from malicious malware and phishing sites it's also the fastest VPN in the world which is important for what I'm sure you're going to use it from no buffering or lagging while streaming uh, which is the last thing you want when you're watching live sports you want it to be a smooth process don't you especially when you're watching the Reds and they are able uh, to provide that for you. It is the same price as one cup of coffee a month and your account can be used on up to six devices. So if you want a huge discount of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash TAW. That is nordvpn.com forward slash TAW. That code will give you four additional months free on top of the two-year plan. And they're also that confident that you'll enjoy the service. They'll offer you a 30-day money-back guarantee. So that place to go again is nordvpn.com forward slash T-A-W. The link can also be found in the episode description box wherever you listen. Enjoy, and thanks a lot to NordVPN for partnering with us again. With Rich Ferraro from 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast. I'm glad he could slip me in. He's probably had a very, very busy week uh, also, but I've got five to ten minutes with him now to talk about what has unfolded? Rich, first and foremost, um, there's both whatever your feelings are, which I'll find out, and then there's the general sort of Nottingham Forest supporters' feelings. Um, and there's a sort of a general football thing where I think there's a, an idea that, you know, Steve Cooper, in one way or another, is a man who did a, a very good job for Nottingham Forest for a period of time. And whatever's happened in the sort of the, the, the last, let's be generous to the Nottingham Forest ownership and say the whole 12 months um, is one which I think you know, obviously leave some people thinking, well, you know, is this right, is this fair, and so on. But first, let's just sort of start with the fact that he did a very, very good job for Nottingham Forest at a time when no one had done that good a job for Nottingham Forest for some time. 
Absolutely. Um, he's a hero. Uh, thinking about it, from, you know, from the, the people of Nottingham are in mourning. They are grieving. And it's because it's more than just football. On a football side of things, loads of people had fallen out of love, not only with the club, but with football. Uh, when Chris Hewton was in charge, I think the kind of anger and, and dejection amongst the support was as bad as I've seen it since the League One days. And Steve Cooper came in and he got it. And not only, you know, obviously we have to reframe that in, in terms of the fact that he got us promoted when against all odds, he kept us in the Premier League against all odds. And yeah, he's he's been fighting things behind the scenes as many football coaches do with their clubs. Um, but it's also the fact that he he connected with the fan base. He had good values. He really wanted to do things the right way and real focus upon ethics and values. And, and, and yeah, he's a decent human being. Decent human being is the thing. It's, it's worth saying it hasn't been going very well. And let me be clear about this. The, the perhaps the most shocking result is the five nil uh, away at Fulham. Um, but I think within there as well, if I'm running a football club and I'm seeing that in the, the home games played over the course of the season, there's no win uh, against Brentford, against Luton and against Burnley and a tight win against Sheffield United. I think it is reasonable to say that there is legitimate cause for concern in that context. Well, Tom from our podcast has made the point that, uh, you know, I'd love it to happen under Cooper, but you look at the results and how many managers would survive the the run of results in in the modern day game, and especially when you've got an owner who's got uh, a track record of chopping and changing. So yeah, there, you can't hide from that. However, I think it's worth making the point as well that we are five points away from the relegation zone. At the start of the season, I predicted that we should be aiming to finish about fourteenth, and I still think that we will finish about 14th. And I also think that we would have done even if Cooper was still in charge. So th this is a really interesting thing because a new manager will come in and there will be the thing that gets called new manager bounce. New manager bounce will happen. But for me, it's often just a reversion back to what the footballers were doing, what should have been doing anyway, and maybe even what the, the underlying numbers suggest that they, you know, they should have been getting in there as well you know for instance there's there's a couple of games recently which haven't gone that well for Forrest but when you actually look at what the numbers are suggesting they've had a teeny bit of hard lines I watched the game against Tottenham and even in a game state sort of way there's an extended period at 1-0 where Forrest are massively the better team massively the better team and that's where this can feel harsh because if ultimately a Forrest player converts and we all know Ioniwi's not available but a Forrest player converts to make it 1-1 then it's a different game and it might be that you're now not talking about the loss of his job or anything like that. Now, it might be that it just kicked the can down the road and I think that's the likelier outcome, but these are the fine margins for football managers. Absolutely. And, I mean, you use the phrase can. I, I wrote uh, in a piece just the other day, which is going to be published in The Observer soon, which is just to say the head coach does carry the can, uh, yeah. right, rightly or wrongly. It's just the, it's, it's the, it's the lot of a football manager. And when Stuart Pearce was sacked as Forest manager after a not very long period of time, he apparently just turned around and as he was leaving the ground, one of the journalists asked him and he just says, it's football, isn't it? Um, so, you know, head coaches know know what they're getting into. They also know that they get handsomely paid. I mean, that from a yeah. human point of view, we made the point in our in our podcast the night that Cooper was, uh, was sacked. We made the point that it, from a human point of view, 
he gets to go home and actually spend Christmas with his family back in North Wales. And he <laughs> knows he's financially secure. He will be in a job soon enough. And on Five Live the other day, Tony Lizzie was saying, oh, he'll get a job in the championship. I was going, no, you watch. He's going to be at Palace before you know it. Um, and even if it's not Palace, he will be at a team who are probably above Forest in the table and he'll come and sit in the away dugout and we'll all be having massive seller's remorse. <laughs> so how do you feel about Nuno? Fine. <laughs> that's the best way I can sum it up. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I think he's yeah. the sort of manager who will listen to the emotion of fine. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing. So there's from a footballing point of view, there's three things that, that could potentially work. Number one, he plays three at the back and Forrester generally looked at their best when they're playing three at the back with a t quick attacking counter-attacks up the flanks, mainly using the wing-backs or using a fast-breaking midfielder. Um, he may be able to make use of Wood and or Origi while a one year's out in a way that he used Jimenez, for example, or Cavalero. And so there's lots of footballing reasons why it might just work. Also, it gives a, a clean slate to those who've maybe fallen out of favour in the first team contention. And then from a non-footballing point of view, it's worth making the point that the, the big concern is from a non-footballing point of view. Steve Cooper, as I say, he got it. He he connected really well with the people of Nottingham. However, Nuno is an introvert. He generally keeps himself to himself. Uh, will that go down well? Will that be enough? That's the, that's the question mark. Just out of interest, what members of the squad do you think there are for whom the clean slate and the idea of Nuno, so players who haven't maybe been getting much of, much of a game recently or who've fallen out of form, who do you think it could help? Um, do you remember Harry Arter? I do remember Harry Arter. By the way, that's a joke. Harry Arter's never going to play professional football again. <laughs> never mind. Um, but, you know, the, the, the big story, and there's a lot of opprobrium on Twitter for what that's worth, is that... Joe Worrell, club captain, is currently in exile. He'd had a falling out with Coops about being dropped from the first team squad. And um, because Cooper demands high values, um, he's kind of said, OK, you need to spend a bit of time away from the from the first team picture. Now, there's a lot of speculation and a lot of vitriol. And of course, don't pay too much attention to what people on social media are saying, because most of them don't know anything. But it's players like that. Scott McKenna's out of the out of the uh, out of the loop because of a contract issue. He's likely to be sold in January. But in the meantime, they're both training with the first team on Nuno's first day. There we are uh, this weekend. Then um, let's sort of very briefly get stuck into the game, which is to come. Um, it's home against Bournemouth. I'd argue that's quite a nice one. It's, Bournemouth are in a good nick in good nick at the minute. You'd rather have played them at home back in September, I'm sure. But home against Bournemouth's nice for a first day. Then moving on from that, there'll be a, a half twelve up at Newcastle. Newcastle are a bit wobbly at the minute in a couple of ways. Then after that, this is just to your point around where they'll end up finishing. Uh, home against Manchester United at half past five on a Saturday night. Uh, and then actually quite a nice cup tie uh, at home against Blackpool uh, in the third round of the FA Cup. These are nice fixtures for a manager to arrive into. Are you fancying it this weekend at least? Um, well, uh, in a way, Newcastle would be a better first match because there's nothing to lose from that. Yeah, I agree. Um, but Bournemouth, yeah, they're in a good run. And and Iriola, after a slow start, has really got... You know he's imposing his footballing values, and so that's working well. So it's going to it's going to be a tough one. But if Forest get back to basics like they did try to do, if we have the performance we had against Tottenham, then there's a good chance that we'd get something out of the match. And and that's nothing to do. Agree with, with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That's nothing to do with Nuno, but it's getting getting back to basics. It's about playing players in their best positions. It's about using the squad in the way that it's been built, um, and 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 most crucially, showing that bit of spirit, spirit and fight. And that's the unusual thing. Usually, when a gaffer gets sacked, it's because the team have lost that spirit. There we are. Uh, excellent stuff from Rich. Do check out 1865. It's on Sports Social, as are so many other bits and pieces as well. Uh, do get involved with that if you want to hear about what's going on, the conversations that Forest supporters themselves are having amongst it with one another after Steve Cooper has lost his job this weekend. Big, big, big game against Bournemouth. Let's see how they get on. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Great stuff from Rich. Uh, other 3 p.m.s. Fulham Burnley uh, at Fulham. Uh, I mean, let Fulham win after the heroics of Tuesday, Phil. But uh, in general, I don't think there's much letting involved in this one. There's a minor problem, no Jimenez, because he, he got himself sent off in the most dramatic way. So he's not going to really find himself available, obviously, for another couple of games. That doesn't... It's one way to get yourself Christmas off. Well, I mean, he's got Christmas and more. Feliz uh, Navidad. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, he's he, he's opened a lot of advent calendars uh, windows <laughs> in his own time. Uh, Raul Jimenez, no pressure on him. doesn't have to do it first thing. He's He gets himself, obviously gets himself sent off. There's a couple of injuries around Fulham. You just really struggle to see Burnley getting anything on the road. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. They just don't like a team who can go away from home and withstand a... a Probably what the twelfth best team in the league, maybe eleventh best team in the league, something like that. In Certainly terms currently, of, yeah. currently in terms of just the way they can move the ball, in terms of the way they set up, like the ta- I think they're tactically very clever as a team. Fulham, I thought they were actually really good at Everton the other night in terms of they forced Everton into doing a lot of things that they did they didn't really want to do. I think there was a stat I've seen today that knocked about that Everton played a considerably larger number of long balls than than they had previously. I, I was there um, and um I thought they were I, thought I was quite impressed. The, yeah. the people I was sat in the in the park end and the people around me were sort of like, oh we're doing well everyone. And I was like, I don't think we're watching the same no. Everton weren't doing bad. No. I was like, Fulham are not worried about this at all. Yeah. And then they bring on um Anthony Robinson and they sort of he, I think he's again. He's a good manager. I think he. I think he's he very is. Good he, he was very good at what he told the players come on to do. The two centre backs just ate up all those long yep. balls. Um, they let Pickford have it as long as he, there was no pressure on him because yeah. we know if you leave him, he will demand that better goes long and he fights. I mean, it was. I thought they were and the two again. They know what they're doing, but they also they know what your. Like they know your weaknesses. Yeah, yeah and they, they know, know that, like I said, it was really interesting how little pressure they put on certain players and other ones. It, yeah. I thought they did a really good job of sort of like. Um, like if Better hadn't got that goal you'd have been like that was a really impressive mainly because they let Everton think they yeah, were going to get something yeah, out of it as well Leno, the thing I thought was impressive is that Leno wasn't doing much he was making no. the he was you know there were saves coming his yeah. way but they were sort of low and again they even knew who chances. to let have it on the edge they let they let um, they just closed down um, McNeil and Harrison every time they come inside yeah. but every time Gay or, or um, Onana got they were like yeah go on, it's not a problem You're not like, it, yeah they, they sort of uh, knew Pats they were just really good I thought they just kind of did a really good job and you can see again they, the teams like Burnley the teams like Everton the teams like that Fulham can and will I think just, just beat and they'll have quite an impressive season because they'll pick up all the yeah. points they should and every now and then get one of the ones they shouldn't yeah, you only have to go back a, what, a couple of weeks and they beat Nottingham Forest 5-0 they yeah. beat West Ham 5-0 I think the West Ham one was a bit of a freak one with West Ham having viruses yeah. but they still had to go out there and yeah. and score five goals they, did, they still did it um, but this is, just looks a 
it just looks a very nice pre-Christmas game for Fulham that they can go back into off the back of a, a nice win and they're just doing just a feel good thing about them isn't it Bar the, yeah. I think the only problem they've got is the uh, the ticket price situation which I've suddenly realised there's no £30 price cap for Fulham in the uh, semi-final of the League Cup is the nail that's not good it's real blow Phil I've, just, I've literally just realised that now live on uh, air let's go and have a yeah that's annoying let's, uh, let's, let's check bank, bank balances before that yeah. uh, do you wish an honour had scored his pen let's, all, let's, all, let's keep our heads uh, around no. this um, that wouldn't be fun no no it'd be, I mean, it'd be an Cheaper. awful emotional wrench slap bang in the middle of our January yeah, uh, yeah. like I'd, I'd already be thinking about it my goal was yeah. that Everton were out not that Liverpool knocked Everton out okay uh, cool yeah okay. yeah I, no, I, it would be it, like I, I like for, there's no way we'd win in a different game of football that wasn't those two all the way through January uh, you know it would yeah. be too much um, it, I mean I'd be sending the under 12s to Bournemouth yeah exactly uh, it would be <laughs> the prioritisation would have been a bit of a mess uh, but but completely correct. So now I'm I am pleased that Liverpool have got Fulham uh, and not the other way around. And that's by the way respect to Everton, uh, frankly, because that's how much it matters and how much it yep. means. Correct. You don't want to lose a Merseyside derby ever under any circumstances. Uh, and a League Cup semi final one would have been an emotional long night of the soul. Um, <laughs> yeah, well that's the point. The point yeah, be you know yeah, 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 the idea yeah, yeah, that yeah. kicks off and it doesn't finish for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> sounds horrendous. Like I, I I think derbies are too long at ninety minutes. The idea that someone makes creates a two week one. Would not it's have like appealed. a piece of live art. Yeah. How many two-legged derbies have there been? I, never I can't think of any ever. Apart like the Screen Sports Super Cup or something like that, I can't think of any. And this ever. will be the last opportunity unless a European semi-final happens, won't it? Because there's no more replays. All right, we all like a laugh, Chris. Yeah, um, <laughs> but there won't be another one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. No. So there's, there's there's been a lot of there's like been replayed finals and stuff yeah. like that, which is not dissimilar. Well, well, that's what third I mean. replay before I think so yeah well, that's, the, the FA Cup's gone and there's no two-legged semi yeah. so it's got to be a European semi-final so yep uh, so aka never well or you know you never know uh, one on the horizon somehow uh, anyway Luton Fulham uh, sorry Luton Newcastle is coming up on Saturday 3pm um, Chris I just think they're going to kick Newcastle everywhere uh-huh. like it's it, everyone knows Newcastle are knackered Luton are going to be on their own ground they are going to mm. run them everywhere <clears throat> kick them everywhere lash so many high balls in all over the pitch it is if I'm if I'm Eddie Howe I've looked at this one and I've gone oh come on I've really enjoyed Luton's uh, sort of heel turn from sort of quite like twee they live in two houses to <laughs> it's a really weird place and they've got really weird fans and every game down there is really like really weird and I think Newcastle are going to I mean I, I can't wait to see what, what Trippier does in, in the third <laughs> for the third part um, that, and, and even that he'll like, probably do something involving someone's turkey in the kitchen there'll be a <laughs> One of the houses knocking round that you can yeah, see into. Yeah. There'll be he'll do something to a turkey. That's a, that's all he's got left now. Slice all he's got, through, all he's got through left the window. Now, all yeah, lands yeah. on the turkey. Ruins yeah. the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, do the t- there's a joke about a turkey crown here, but I can't quite figure it out. Yeah, no, too yeah, too too late in the year for that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't I don't see um, and again that Newcastle of like maybe eight weeks ago you sort of think oh yeah, but then Isaac. They're not going to drop him in with his sort of groin. They're not going to. So I think it'd be it'd be Wilson. Um, you could see him doing something, but yeah, it's just going to be loads of kicking. It's going to have that again. As I, I think I said, every time about every looting game, it's going to feel like an FA Cup match. Yeah, and they managed to keep uh, credit to Luton, and obviously there's a huge emotional thing that they've all just gone through as well, mm. Phil. Which I think also, in a way, will add to that for this one. I think they will feel like they are doing it for that circumstance, and that you know that's just simply part of life. Uh, it's they would much rather have the footballer than have him as additional motivation would be crystal clear and they'd much rather have him healthy but there is a flip side there where that it will be an emotional event at Luton and it sort of feels like Luton have been able to 
keep that presence in all. I'm surprised. I thought that when we went to Luton, I thought, oh, we've gone to Luton at the wrong time here. I, it'll be easier in February. And I'm sort of with you now, it just won't be. It's this no. all the way through. No matter what happens, it's this all the way through for everyone. Yeah, I think the edge, I've said this a couple of times, I think the edge they have over the other promoted sides is that they sort of came in with an acceptance of what, what they were. Burnley were like, oh yeah, we'll play some nice football and we might win some games. And then all of a sudden you lose seven in a row at home and any element of that has just completely dissipated from your from your mind. And that's just you know that's not how it's going to be. Sheffield United went in, changed the manager, just not very good. It was a bit like, we have no idea what we're trying to do here. Whereas Luton came in, they're going to fight for absolutely everything. They're going to take advantage of a ground being quite tight. You know, this... This could be the game where we've, you've mentioned this a lot over the course of the season that someone's going to get done at Kenilworth Road. One of the big teams will lose. We nearly did. You know, Arsenal nearly drew, but City. they were 3 2 down. City were in a bit of a pickle as well. Mm. You know, they managed to get out of it, but it still wasn't. You know, they didn't dominate them, they didn't batter them. I think people were just sort of, oh, these teams just turn up there and batter them, and it's just not been, no one's not been remotely They've got the that case. Stoke City level of buy in, too, where you think. It's almost like the result is is just like a part of it, and they they're, they're waiting for that one, and when that one comes, it, it, the other ten actually happen. You can, like in Eurovision when the points just change, right? It's almost like they'll beat Newcastle, and they'll get the Arsenal points to sit, and it'll just go because it just be that'll be that's the one, that's the yeah. moment when actually uh, it all happens. I, th- I think enormous credit to the manager in a number of ways, Chris. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think I think it's easy to to think of what they're doing because it is just directors though it, there's not a lot of thought going into it I think there's a lot of cleverness in terms of what it is that he does it reminds me a little bit of sort of the mid-period when I say mid-period mid-previous mid, mid decade Burnley where people yeah. say oh did you play kick and rush no they don't they're really clever mm. they're really clever where they put the line they move the line during the game quite a lot they can turn it into a midfield scrap they can do a rear guard action they know they're going to be doing more of that than anything else mm. but they, they go on the pitch with this is how we can score against these yeah. they don't just go onto the pitch with this is how we keep them out and for me I think I think the manager and with all the other stuff that he's obviously had to go through recently I think he's worthy of enormous credit they do, they, they, they're good to watch like you, 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 this, they're not their their televised games are not all condescending. Some of them are because you think this will, and this this is one which you kind of wish was was watchable because it will be a good game because it will be a bit moody. But then there'll be points when they know exactly what Newcastle are really bad at, and and he feels like he. Um, I think the Burnley comparison is bang on. I think it's a really good thing, and I don't. And again, I don't think I don't. I hope it wouldn't be insulting because I wouldn't mean it in a in an insulting way. I'd mean yeah. it in a. There are there are cheat codes in the top flight of English football, and there are ways that you can do a lot better than in theory you should by doing all the right stuff at all the right time, and that that in itself is a really like clever thing to be able to do. Yeah, they just they seem to be no, they know what they're doing, and they've sort of accepted they're probably going to get relegated, and I think the acceptance that they'll probably get relegated has made them. It's made them a bit better. Yeah. In a in a sort of backwards way. I'm with that 100 percent Uh last one of the three PMs that we haven't touched on is Tottenham versus Everton. Um, this is genuinely unapologetically, I think, a great game in store, Phil. Yeah. I think it's a it's it's a styles makes fight make fights classic. Uh, I wish I could watch this, uh, but I'll be muddy by then singing Come on Eileen and uh, Jim Paddy fits to do feel by Robbie uh if he can take his eyes away from the darts. No um, um, I feel by Robbie does lure him in. Uh, it is a he might, even been the, he might even been the match off on Saturday for the Arrows. You know, you never know. He might do both. Uh, <laughs> Still on the cop on his phone. Uh, Singing feel. Uh, <laughs> there is. I, I I genuinely think that this is this is a game. It is a real shame. It is not on the television. Tottenham versus Everton because I've got no sense as to what it might be. Yeah, I think it's a real shame that Everton have got a a couple of um, doubts here and there. Um, I mean, know uh, Branthwaite comes back from his suspension, doesn't he? But Decore's out. Young and Coleman are 
Um, I think Michalenko might actually be back. Michalenko should make like it, yeah. He's back in training, which I think is a big, big help to them because I think they really suffered by having to play... Um, Yep. Brantwaite at left-back the other day. I thought it was quite funny that there was a comment about oh, Michael Keane's did well, but he scored an own goal again. Maybe it's maybe it's just him. Maybe it's just like he's just like an accidental scene of the crime fella. He's, so the, he's, he's like the opposite of Napoleon's line that he likes a lucky general. <laughs> uh, that's my Michael Keane issue. He's very much an unlucky yeah, general. He's, he's just at the scene of the crime all yeah. the time. Even it's like... You know, like a chef, he drops all the food. It's nice yeah. food, but it's on the floor. Mate, like not doing about it. He's it? Frank Spencer, and some yeah. others do have him on for the teenagers there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, but it feels like I would like a, I would like to see what a midfield with Decore in, and you know, yeah. a firing Calvert Lewin because I thought he looked a bit tired the other night in terms of he's just not quite, and they might have, they might have to take him out just just for his own for his own benefit. They missed they missed Decore in like an, yeah, I, was, I mean we've said before he's he's a very Sean Dyche player and he's doing good things there. But I was quite surprised at how much, how many headers Cavaloon didn't win, which he almost didn't win them because he's heading it too, was kind of what yeah. I felt. He's like, I'm not going to get myself cleaned yeah, out for yeah. this. Cause, and I was thinking while I was there, I was like, chucking better on and making them have that sort of partnership, even if they interchange, even if, because I was quite, I was like, and again, that sort of like uh, momentum, that kind of drive, that kind of like, I don't know, almost like grown up mm. that he he provides, which you wouldn't expect necessarily from him in terms of at that level but he, he was he, he obviously is an impressive player because they did they did look quite lost without yeah. him but then on the other side you look at you look at Spurs you look at Everton's away form and you kind of think if they can if they can get to a point if they can do some things like Spurs get a bit jittery it's generally the lesser teams this away yeah, form no, it, that's, the only, that's the only thing about it like I do there is sort of something within me that I'm really impressed with what Tottenham have been doing but I feel as if there's one game where someone just basically does that thing where it's like lads I've done it this is you just do this you do this and that's that's what you do and it's fine all of a sudden it's a bit like ah that might not happen and it might not be the case and it might be that no one ever finds this but I'm pretty sure there's probably a way like and it feels like someone like Moyes or Dyche or someone is probably the the sort of well, evil does genius the, does, does the Brighton yeah, last exactly, season exactly, the back exactly, end of the campaign that's, and that's exactly and, what and, I mean yeah yeah um, and that, that's what I'm, I'm, but also that day they also simultaneously Evan ride the luck against Brighton yeah, right? massively so, yeah. and I think that that's sort of where this ends up is that sides begin to work out the best way to roll the dice against Tottenham mm. sides that are below Tottenham in the league work out the best way to roll mm. the dice against Tottenham in Tottenham's ground and no one ever has the answer because if players just play well well there's nothing you yeah. can do but be, people begin to go okay you do a bit mm. of this and a bit of this and if you get that bit right and you play for this one and I think that that's sort of where it ends up for Tottenham uh, for at least a period of time whilst the players are at the level they're at they before also, they, get, they kick on again. I feel like they quite quickly become a lot more ordinary with the suspensions or the injuries. Like, yeah. obviously, Son is, Son is fantastic. I like Richarlison in sort of, he's very good at being that type of player in, in the right sort of moments. He's not consistent across a game, but um, who are they away at? The, the, the goal he's the head of the score the other week away at Forest, was it? Yeah. You know, that was, I think Kudos FC again is really good, but without... Suma and without um, div- um, the Dutch lad, the centre back, Van der Ven. Yeah, Anadogi. Anadogi. And with, and, and with, so with the minute Hoiberg's yeah. in, that all that sort of drops off, and you think we've now really got to worry about two or three in yeah. a big way. And Branthwaite, I think I really like Branthwaite. A lot of what they do is so specific that it's really hard to take a player. It feels like they're doing a lot of it with with eleven men, and the best thing that happened to them this season probably not being in Europe because I don't think they'd managed to. Yeah. No, they simply just wouldn't manage. Um, I but, like the right back. I like the right back. I think he's brilliant. I think he's really is that good. Poro? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah really it's really nice. interesting what they do. They just they invert both of them, don't they? <laughs> Which I think is it's a bit mad. But like like look at the goal of Dogi scored against. Was it? Was it? Wasn't West Ham? Was it? I can't remember. Newcastle. Yeah. Newcastle. He goes the first goal against Newcastle, doesn't he? 
your left back's on a, the end of a cross three yards out. That's that's not normal. <laughs> that's not how you. Well, yeah. I was going to say suppose play football. I don't agree with that as a concept. You can play football however you want, and if it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. But they've gone so far away from a basic template of what football is that it, it's great to watch, and some of the football's fantastic. But the it, it sort of feels like it's a bit. We need to take the chances early, or the game. Well, that's the thing, and also that's very dice as well. If he I, just I thinks, th- how do we get to sixty? I think, if Everton, yeah. I think if Everton gets a sixty, Everton can possibly win this game because yeah. I think I think Everton can win the game. I think there's a series. I think they can be ahead before sixty two. Yeah. I think, yeah, if, they, I think if they do, they can do better, yeah. and they can arms length and be like McNeil. You go. This happens, and, and yeah. you can see. You can almost imagine that like. Uh, We've won the ball. Let's all move, and it's it's almost like written. As with every Tottenham game, I can see a world where they are two 0 up on twenty minutes, and I can see a world where they lose one 0 Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, here's Jordan Jarrett Bryan on what they are all calling the big one. I am joined by the fabulous Jordan Jarrett Bryan to talk about what is the big one, biggest game of the season so far. I'd argue it's the biggest game of the season so far by some distance because that's the way seasons work. They unfold, and the games are getting bigger right up until the point at which they are not. It is not quite verse, first versus second, or it won't be almost certainly by the time the game kicks off. Uh, that needs to be acknowledged. And obviously there is always the spectre of Manchester City that looms large uh, in amongst all of this. But Manchester City do not play a league game this weekend. Arsenal and Liverpool do. It is at Anfield. Arsenal have not won there since 2012. For me, Jordan, the stars are aligning for a statement performance from Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> and yet there is the small matter of the fact that Liverpool whack five in against West Ham last night. Uh, the stars are aligning, I think, for a cracking game, first and foremost. 100%. This is, this is um, I heard it called on a podcast this morning, the goaliest fixture of the Premier League era. I love that phrase. Um, there's, there's, there's very rarely a poor fixture between Liverpool and Arsenal. And when you phrase the fact that both teams are on form, both teams are the top of the table, both teams have brilliant squads, um, and you have a manager that's been there and done it and done the course versus a guy that is hungry um, to do it, I, I don't see this being anything like what you guys served up with United on Sunday. So I think at the bare minimum for the for the for the neutral, it will be a spectacle. Yeah, who gets the result, my team or your team? We can discuss and we'll see. But I, I don't think it will be a a board draw for sure. I don't think there's. I don't think there's a way. I think Arsenal can play in a more conservative manner. I think he could select possibly fitness permitting a more conservative team. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's a way you can be Mikel Arteta, be on the journey with these players. Have seen your Arsenal side create markedly more chances in the last five or six games than they had so far this season. And then suddenly go, no, actually, lads, it's behind the ball on this one. I just don't mm-hmm. quite see how you can be Mikel Arteta, be the, the manager and coach that you are, and flip it. And I think that that's the key thing here. Arsenal have to come and play a bit of football. I would like it if they didn't do the time-wasting that they did last season at Anfield. I think in the end that was counterproductive uh, because they time-wasted through the period while they were on top in the yes, game yeah, when it might yeah, be yeah, more yeah. useful to go 3-0 up. Uh, but I, I, you know, I feel as though apart from maybe a little bit of gamesmanship like that, Arsenal, the only way they can play at Anfield is to come and play football. I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. And I, I think... The, the, this for me was the game, the fixture last season where the title went for us. People talk about the Southampton game, the 3-3 of the Emirates, the the, the West Ham game, the 2-2 of the London. This was the one for me where it went. Um, and I was genuinely, mm, I think we've blown it. So A, there's a little bit of revenge, I think, in the, in the air for, for, for Arsenal. But like you mentioned there, I'm really interested to see how Mikel Arteta 
approaches this game tactically because our tactics last season for three quarters of the season were we're just going to blow your head off for the first half an hour try and get a couple of goals um and then that will be enough to see see our, our three points we're not doing that this year although against brighton we did brighton we started very 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 aggressively i've not seen that for maybe all season from the start i mean so i'm really keen to see does he go to anfield and try and out football liverpool or does he go there with a confidence that defensively we're pretty good so we don't really have to stick it on them we can be patient we can be disciplined and even if they do score i'm confident that we can score too so i'm really really interested to see what 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 approach he takes I, i'm it's a weird one for me and i i think at the end you're going to ask me for a prediction so i'm going to kind of go early on this one and, and and say that it's a weird fixture because i've never been so confident about winning at anfield yet i think we'll lose I think we'll lose. And the reason why I think we'll lose, this might sound really weird, but because we've not won at Anfield for so long, it's almost like I have to see it before I can believe it. So if we win at Anfield on Saturday, this time next year for the same fixture, I'll be saying Arsenal win. But because I've not seen it for so long, and let's be very clear, we've, had, we've probably outplayed Liverpool on a couple of occasions at Anfield and still not won. So it's very difficult for me to predict an Arsenal win. Um even though there are multiple reasons, which I'm happy to go into, why I, it wouldn't be a surprise to me if we if we were to win. And that's that's why it's, it, it feels like, and I think last season in a really weird way, adds to this, this Arsenal sort of, the idea that Anfield is some sort of long night of the soul for Arsenal. In the, <laughs> it's added to by last season. Arsenal go to, So there's a universe where, let's just imagine last season, it's flipped. Liverpool start much the better side, have a really strong first half an hour, go 2-0 up. Mm -hmm. And then Arsenal drag themselves back into the game, a much the better team for the second half. It finishes 2-2. Both sides mm -hmm. could nick it at the end. It mm -hmm. finishes 2-2. Uh, I think Arsenal would feel differently about this yes, yes. if it had gone that yes. way. The same scoreline. And in loads of ways, it's you yes, know, yes. It's, it's just a, a sort of a, a slightly symmetrical way of playing a football match. And yet I think this adds into why Arsenal supporters are and why I think it's possible the Arsenal team, even though there are a couple of new additions, why even I think the Arsenal team may well be, oh, it's Anfield, you know, it's difficult for us here. Well, I hope that they kind of get over that because they should take a lot of credit and a lot of, um, a lot of credence from the fact that for the first half of that game, I, I mean, please challenge me and correct me if I'm wrong here, Neil. I think we played you off the park. I've very rarely heard Anfield that quiet. And for me, and I'm in a minority of like three on the planet here, I personally think that Granite Xhaka was the cause of why we dropped those points. People say, oh, it's not just about Xhaka. You were quiet and you were quiet and all you needed was something or someone to trigger you, piss you off and get you going. And Granite Xhaka did that. I think he, I think he was fouled by Trent and I think he nibbled back at Trent and that got the crowd going. You're not going to bully one of our one of one of our own, and from I think you scored like three four minutes later, something like that, and from there on in you were awoken. But I think they need to take a lot of credit from the, what they did in the first forty minutes because that first forty minutes, I don't know if I've seen Arsenal play that well, even in wins at Anfield against Liverpool. That first forty minutes, I couldn't see, I didn't understand what I was seeing. And granted, you were weaker last year than you are this year, so it wasn't Liverpool at their best. I just feel like if they can take confidence from what they did last year, you're better, you're better this season, 100%. But I think so are we. And I'm really keen to see how Liverpool also play this as well. Because when you think about the axis, the three-person axis of Gabriel, Saliba and now Declan Rice. Remember, we never had Saliba last year. We had, we had Rob Holding. 
Yeah. So I'm really keen to see if Liverpool can kind of, in that area of the pitch, can, can cope with us, play to our strengths. So for me, it's about, for, I think we're top of the league from goals from set pieces. If we catch you on the counter, and for years Liverpool was a team that you didn't want to get caught on the counter, Mane, Salah, feet fed by some of the brilliant technicians you had in midfield. If those top three, Salah, Martinelli, Saka, Martinelli, sorry, and Jesus get running from one of your corners and they're being supplied by an Odegaard or a, or a Declan Rice, that could cause you a lot of problems. So I'm really, really hoping that we play to our strengths. Um, I did a podcast last night where they were saying it's key we don't go one nil down. Nobody wants to go one nil down early at Anfield. Nobody. But in a way, I wouldn't mind seeing how this team responds if we did go one nil down after 11 minutes. Because that, for me, would be a, a massive sign that this team is now ready to take, to, to take a title home. Just as the, the next phase of this, what strikes me looking at the, the game against Brighton where Arsenal do start ever so well is, um, you know, one of the other things I always ask you, you've already got out the way on the prediction, is I say, what do you think the team will be? I just don't think you've got many moves looking no. at it. You know, I, 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 that's one of the... It strikes me that whilst it looks like, to me, Arsenal will have, in an attacking sense, game-changing subs, I think Nelson's impact from the bench is actually underrated. Smith Rowe is obviously a talented footballer who's not recovered from his injury. Trossard's a good sub, and Ketia mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. is a good player all round, and the goals sort of suggest that. I can't quite see how his back sort of effectively seven outfield players isn't White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Odegaard, Rice and Havertz. That's almost <laughs> certainly going to be his back seven, isn't it? Agree, agree. And there's no need to complicate that um, because that is the best seven to play and to play in this fixture. I, I personally think that the, the, um, the whole 11 picks itself. Everybody who we need to be fit, with, excluding the ones that have got long-term injuries, is fit. So don't overcomplicate it. Don't be trying too smart. Don't try and be too smart. Just play your best team. And I genuinely believe if we play at our best and you play at your best, I think we'll get at worst a draw. So don't try and... He doesn't need to overthink this. He needs to... And it's, a, it's another test and I guess the evolution of, of, of Mikel Arteta because he's up against a world-class manager who he's not got the better of in his own backyard. I think the year before last was there was a fixture it might have been a cup game where he pissed off the crowd i think and the crowd um were back in. i think there was a bit of a to and fro between klopp and arteta and the crowd were just not having any of it and really got behind 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 Jurgen klopp and i think from there on in the momentum was just was out of our hands and i think I mean, we, we lost that match so i think he's got to play and box smart but that starts with not trying to be too smart with the lineup that he picks. We've got lots of weapons, Emil. But Kai Saka, I'm looking for him to really give Simicas. I'm, I'm looking for him to make him retire. I'm looking for him to really give him the runaround. Gabriel Jesus, and it's funny because when we met up for a pint a few years ago, we, we, we were playing you at the Emirates, and you said something to me that always pissed me off and stuck in my mind. You said, Virtual Van Dyke will go to bed tonight and he won't have any worries. Who was our striker then? Who was our striker then? I don't know. Was it, Lac it was Lacazette. It was Lacazette. Lacazette yeah. he, he said he won't have any concerns about Lacazette and you were, you were correct. I'm hoping that Jesus gives Van Dyke the time, the worst time of his life. And finally, on the, on the le left, people talk about Martelli being uh, Alexis Sanchez reincarnated. I, I see that. I personally think the best comparison is Luis Suarez. So I'm saying to Martinelli, go to Anfield and show the Anfield crowd Luis Suarez 2.0. I really need those front three to really, to really turn up and David Reyes a key as well. 
ultimately it was uh, Ramsdale that kept us in the game last year um, towards the end because Liverpool were, were sticking it on us. I need David Rea to announce himself as an Arsenal goalkeeper on Saturday and, and be like, yeah, Aaron Ramsdale, you need to put in a transfer request tomorrow morning because you're done here. I'm here now, sort of thing. So there's key players that I need to step up. And I think if they do that, I think we will send out a message, not only to Liverpool, but to the league. Imagine if we win on Saturday, Mill. The league, I think, looks at us differently. And whilst I don't think you, you are, no, you don't win anything in, in, in Christmas, and we're all expecting City's 50-game winning run to kick in at some point, I just think it will put us in a, in, a, in a position of authority that will make teams look at us with a bit more fear and put a bit of a spring back in our, into our step as we attack the second half of the season. It's John Gibbons for the Anfield Rap with an insert courtesy of Football Prizes. And if they got a prize for you, it's the man of the hour, Dominic Saboslai. There's not one, not two, but three signed shirts you can win this week. The main prize is the home shirt. It's framed. It's lovely. It's gorgeous. It's as beautiful as Dom Saboslai himself. But there's two other signed shirts as well. There's the third kit and the away kits as well that are all signed uh, by Dom Saboslai. There's also 16 incredible instant win prizes. So you've got a really good chance of winning. There's only 200. 99 tickets so that gives you pretty good odds i can't do the maths on top of my head but it's pretty good odds it's running until tuesday the 26th of december 2023 closes at 7 30 and it is just three pound 95 a ticket so if you want to get involved you want to win that main prize the signed home dominic sabosley shirts or one of those 16 instant win prizes get yourself to footballprizes.co.uk forward slash product forward slash sabosley <laughs> hyphen x3 uh sabozlai hyphen x3 if you're not sure how to spell it just go to the football prizes website search for liverpool and you'll find it on there along with all the other liverpool prizes that they're running throughout the year uh best of luck do you tell us if you win i always like it when i'm feeling that people win uh, but best of luck and thanks to football prizes for partnering with us again great stuff from jordan as ever uh philip what are we doing with ourselves <sighs> in what respect uh, just between now and saturday at half past five just chill out have just a, chill, have, you just have a day out? tomorrow yeah yeah um I'm working Saturday as well. I'm working till four. I can't believe you're working till four. It was a, well, it was that old work Sunday. I've made the I've made the class. I'm working move. Sunday. I'm I did the taste the games the way the games come. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, I know. I, it, it occurred to me today that I'm one of the few people who has his night out after work before work. You very much are. You've perfected the art as well. In fairness. Yeah, no, it's, genuinely. So, so honestly, like, I'll be out after Arsenal, but then I've got to get up and do the work on. So, so like, genuinely, it, it's always yeah. the wrong way around because I have to do the shows the next day. So, I'm always out for the after work pints. And let but me then, tell you, dear listener, he is phenomenal at it. I have never seen anybody who can manage job. it quite like this man. He's perfected it. It's, it's a talent. Like, if you could bottle it, right? You would be able to sell it for millions. I know millions. Uh, it's 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 mostly just sheer willpower, and I don't know how Christmas Eve morning's <laughs> going to happen. Originally, Sexton was trying it, to book me on review at nine a.m., and I had to say, "Josh, come on, we we all like a laugh." There was, <laughs> there was one time I seen you at the bar in motel at about twenty past two, and you were on five live at quarter past six, and I listened back, and it was like just normal, and I don't, I still don't get it. Uh, anyway, because let uh, me tell you, I was number one about six. No, uh, rightly so. So you're are you relatively calm about it currently? Yeah, I'm quite calm. I think I've got a I've got a thing with Arsenal whereby I think they clearly have an Anfield thing in their head, and they have had for a while. You can tell by the way Arteta was putting you'll never walk alone on speakers. The way the fans talk about it, like there's fans have almost got it into a position where it's like Anfield is like to them what. Good at what it is to Evertonians, which is a bit of a mad concept. I think the last time they won was what September two thousand and twelve. Yeah. I think. I think it's the early eras of Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. Which is it's got a long time. I think um, 
Santi Gazzola and Lucas Podolski, I think. Diaby was. was amazing. Yeah, Diaby was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, and all the talk about Arsenal until I actually see an Arsenal team come to Anfield and look like they are serious. I'm sort of a bit like, oh, okay. I'm all right. Now, that's not to say that they won't do that on Saturday. That's not what I'm saying by any stretch of the imagination. But until I've seen it, I'm sort of not expecting it. If that does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to put this as in a way possible. It doesn't make it just sound like just just blind arrogance and ah, that's Arsenal. They're not very good. They're a good football team. It's just they can win the league. They can win the league. But until they can come to Anfield and show me that this is what they're about. I'm a bit like okay. I'm I'm quite relaxed about it. I think. I think it's a really odd thing because I sort of agree. I've, I and I also think that this is a true sentence. They can come to Anfield, get beat, maybe even get beat quite heavily, and they can still win the league. Yes, agree with that. They could also they could turn up at Anfield and look like and you go. Oh, okay, these are good. These are it. This is a. This is a. This is what you want to see from Arsenal. And Anfield. They can lose one nil. Like they can yeah. dominate the game, lose one nil. They can play really well, look like a serious title winning team, and that's just how it goes. That's how football is, and that that might be better than them in. Some ways than a you know backs to the wall dog it win one nil with a header for or a two all draw yeah or something, exactly yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, but I also think they'll set up in a way that's probably a little bit better for us than than certain other teams. I think the last month or so it's been teams have really made us work hard for space and the goals we've scored. We've had to work hard to score goals and be it forcing them in or deflections or wonder goals as in the case of the Fulham game where. I think the worst goal was Trent Alexander-Arnold's from 18 yards, which was which yeah. is a ridiculous way to score four goals in a football match, but it is what it is. Now, I think there'll be a bit more space for Liverpool. I think if they're on it, they will be able to potentially take advantage of it. Um, and also, the, amf- the atmosphere is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be a bear pit. It's going to be like nothing. I don't think a lot of these Arsenal players will know what they're quite stepping into I think one of the funny things when there's a lull Gary Neville on the sky coverage will go (laughs) quiet isn't it (laughs) quiet quiet and I'm it's quiet and I'm it's gone quiet and I'm field I thought you ought to take that well when I was watching it Um, it's more the fact that it's more that people have have, have swallowed the nonsense from them than anything else as far as I'm concerned Take no notice of bad faith Mancunians. <laughs> I, I would have thought it was an article of faith for Liverpool supporters, and yet this is where we find it. Yeah. It's quiet, gone quiet at Anfield. It's been roaring. There's a tiger somewhere knocking around the place. The whole thing's out. It's quiet <laughs> at Anfield. Yeah. It's be- have we got a Benjamin Tiger Ooh. update? By the way, uh, he's, he's got one. He's yeah, got one. Whether he can get it, in. Uh, whether he can make the friends and family. Don't search that well anymore. So uh, just stick yeah. in your pocket. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and go um, from there. Yeah. yeah it, it, it won't be it won't be easy by any They're edgy, the Jamie. <laughs> They're edgy. It won't be any for God's sake. It won't be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination, whether you're under no illusions. But I think there's a lot of times when when teams turn up to Anfield and it's their first time they get the atmosphere, I think they're a bit like, hang on, what is this? Sorry, what? Like I remember really the the four three against City. Now a lot of those players I think hadn't been there previously um, I think it might have been was it, it was Guardiola's second game I think wasn't it but it was a the atmosphere was was fantastic and a lot of the players were like oh oh, hang on what I'm, this isn't for me this this is not what I'm used to It's and it knocks them off now it only has to knock Arsenal off for 10 minutes and all of a sudden they're a bit like hang on that knocked me off then and it becomes 
self-fulfilling. Yeah, I mean, I was where Kyle Walker just kicked it out for a yeah, throw at exactly, one yeah, point. Exactly, like, yeah. I don't know where I am. Yeah, I'll yeah. just kick it out for a throw and hopefully this manager's going to yeah. tell me what to do and the manager went, well, crack on. Try not to kick it out for yeah. a throw again. But And then the next game, like the next game after that 4-3, we've beaten 3-0 with 3-0 up after 25 minutes. It, it, does, it does matter. It does make an impact. And if we can get in there and be the aggressive start, I think if we start like um, we did on Sunday... The problem with Sunday is we didn't really create a great deal with the with the territory we had and stuff like that, but it was because Manchester United played in a certain way. If we start like that, Arsenal will want to get on the ball a bit more and you'll have more opportunities to win the ball. And if you win the ball, if you keep winning the ball, you keep winning the ball, you keep winning the ball, the crowd will get louder so, and louder and louder. So I disagree with Phil. Oh, so do I. And the reason I disagree with Phil is I think that Arsenal will be <clears> build if anything, they will be building themselves up to suffer too much. I think Arsenal will have a first 20 okay. minutes plan, which is we cover up, we, sort, we, we we deal with this, what, what will be will be, and we just come out the other side in whatever nick we're in. And I think that that's... And if you even look at Arsenal's away results this season, they've played three away games, they go 2-0 down at Chelsea, they get beat one... Three away games against the, the, the side mm. that sit in the top 10, 2-2 two, two over Chelsea, they go 2-0 down, 1-0 at Newcastle where they turned... Both teams turned it into a dog of a game until it became something else, and they conceded an early one against Villa... And I think all of that will lead Arsenal to go, our job here is just for it to be nil-nil on 20 and then we work the next bit out. I also think, I think there's the, the, the teams, and I'm going to have to include City because they're up there, even though they're maybe not as high, but Arsenal the only team up there that I think performance-wise are at their ceiling. I don't necessarily mean that they're going to come off that ceiling. We've seen teams have that I now. agree with that. We've seen teams do yeah. that for a year now. We see them not, we've seen them not do it last year. We've seen it. We've also got a manager who I think is banging to narratives and character and and, and like yes. the the sort of that side of football that sort of theatre. Um, I also think I don't know how many players it's new to in that side, and I think a lot of them played last April when played, it all went but it off. Wasn't, a lot of them have played a lot. It wasn't like it wasn't like it was. It was in forty. But they've then gone away to they've then gone to Seville. They've then gone to um, they, you know they've, they've 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 obviously done better at home. I think their players are getting better. Their young players have transitioned into senior players in a really impressive way. In players like Saka and Martinelli, um, Jesus has got quite a nice record against um, recently and, and sort of in terms of on a, on a sort of personal level I think I think Declan they've, they've signed well the players yeah. are getting better and I also think I think on, on the other two teams I think Liverpool and City are there on points but not on performance which you've probably said a lot on, on this show I imagine like, it's, not, it's now coming the performance but I don't think you've hit your ceiling yet which means that if Arsenal do lose an inch then then their ceiling becomes irrelevant because yours is higher but at the same time, if they if they can do something now and they can do something this weekend and they can do something, and I mean I mean do something, I mean kind of not get battered and 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 look like they because they did a very good job against Man City. Um, I'd kind of forgotten about their away form elsewhere in in terms of not I'm not including Chelsea as a top ten side in, in any other metric than the Dukes a tenth. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the literal meritocracy of the table. But beyond that, I'm not going to have us in that conversation. But Villa and Newcastle made them look a bit. Um, a bit scared and a bit mm. a bit bright eyed. So there is that there is that which I hadn't really taken into account until you said it. Um, but I do think they're the team that know what they're going to do. Whereas I think you're relying on a few more sparks, which didn't come on Sunday, which didn't come against other teams, didn't come against Fulham. Mm. And it, you know the, the Fulham game, lovely goals. None of them are on the whiteboard before the match. No, and absolutely, stuff. So, that's exactly right. And, and you before. see when McAllister scores, the captain is like. 
arms like shocked like he do you know what I mean and, and that's not it's not nothing there's nothing in that I'm not having a swing but what I mean is, is Arsenal are going to know exactly what they're going to do for every single minute of the game and you could be two up really quickly but I don't think you're going to that, do you know what I'm getting at and yeah like I said, yeah nobody watched them because yeah. we all knew what United were going to do at the weekend and you didn't have anything to say to them really I, 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 I watching it as a complete neutral sort of thinking oh this will be this will be a good one it was it was pretty pretty Shit. flat yeah yeah and 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 um the fact that you know the people I work with and and, and the, the the kids and whoever are all expecting Nunes to do in in a ten meter sprint what Usain Bolt's never done and make that ball and roll it into an empty net is is that the moment you sort of well that's not wasn't I wasn't watching that thinking oh if he gets that that's one nil didn't even occur didn't even occur no. to me until after the match yeah. when there was a video was like he's just oh, and uh, Carragher going going full crocky on us he might have kept it in yeah yeah that was it that was there's, the no, one, he was no, there's no one else there um, and so I sort of I sort of think Arsenal. You know, in 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 a few ways, are probably quite happy with what's going to happen on Saturday, and it's up to you to basically yeah. make them unhappy. But I don't don't know how that happens. I don't say it won't happen, but I can't sit here and be like, oh, it'd be this, it'd be that. And that's why I think the Jones stuff from last night is interesting, and the fact that Carragher's putting him in there because he is a bit of a well, he's not. There's not a lot of evidence to go off what he's going to be like. So Declan Rice, and he's not met him at England. There's no, there's no, those sort of players are going to be a bit more uh, useful um, in a way. I'd, no, yeah. I, I I feel as though there will not be a ton of surprises for Arsenal, Phil, and I think I think it's a really valid point from Chris. I think one that there could be is if the right back just plays as a right back, and that might. And I think last season, towards the end of that game in the two all, he gives Zinchenko an absolutely torrid time down that flank just by taking him on the outside yeah. over and over again. And I think Zinchenko is an interesting footballer. I think he's almost more concept than player at times and I when you go when you're doing the where's the weak link where's the weak link a little bit on Arsenal I sort of wonder if that may well be it uh, certainly if he's distracted because he's concerned about Mohamed Salah I do wonder if the other potential weak link away from home in the field of Rice Udegaard and Havertz doesn't really feel doesn't really feel very away from home big six fixture to me to that point where I've they're of... all perfectly good players I've decided he's not playing Havertz based on but, nothing. But who? Yeah, this that's is what this I mean. the thing because I've just been I've been on the exact thing that you are now looking at the alternatives now. Yeah, you could maybe. Well, I don't think Vieira would be a thing anyway. You probably. I think Thomas Partey would play if he was fit, but he's yeah. not. Yeah. Um, who does that, if, who does if, that leave? Yeah, then? yeah. It just does. It just doesn't feel like there's. It, it feels like they need like like remember Danielson from 10, 15 years ago. It feels yeah, like they yeah, need some, yeah. just someone like him in there who just sort of be simple on the ball and hold the position. Would be better for them. This is this is why I'm sort of talking about them getting on, when I was talking about them getting on the ball a couple of minutes ago, and you disagree. It was purely a product of who the midfield is going to be because I'm looking at it and I'm a bit like, I just don't see. They don't look to me like they have a sit and suffer midfield, and that's I think really I think yeah. that's what they would need to do. That like possibly. I think they, I think they're very good players. I think they're all very good players. It's not like that. I'm saying they're bad players. It's just a stylistic thing in terms of what they would need to do for that to happen. I just don't think that they have it. I, so I think that but there's different ways in which you do, you skin that particular cat. I'm yeah, expecting fair. tons of time wasting from them, uh, mm. first 20. Uh, loads and loads of the keeper. Last season, the keeper got injured in the first 10 minutes. Uh, it was at the height of that sort of nonsense. Oh, yeah. uh, they, play, they they time-wasted loads when, when they went 2-0 yeah, up. And it was really mad because if they hadn't time-wasted, they might have gone 3-0 up. Uh, but instead they did loads and loads of time wasting because they were concerned about Anfield and Liverpool and so on and so forth and I expect them to do something relatively similar uh, in this one I expect it to be a lot of trying to take the sting out of it a lot of playing for touch for a period of time 
getting bits of territory, seeing if they can pick up bits and pieces, get on the front foot. I don't think they're going to sit in, but I think the idea of this will not be nice for us for 20 minutes, yeah. boys, is what I think will be going around. And I think all of those players, I don't think it's quite, it's not Manchester United. I don't think you can say for 95 to 100 minutes, it's this. I don't think that's an option. And I don't think that's what he can put. I think he can say for 20 minutes, it's a lot of this. And then once we get beyond 20 minutes, because we saw last weekend, the crowd will quieten because crowds quiet at nil-nil. Yeah. It's a thing that happens in football mm-hmm. matches. Uh, yeah, very quiet. It's gone very quiet. It's it, it's a thing that happens. And Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. I'm worried about them. Have they lost the voice, Jamie? Um, there is. <laughs> this is getting more and more coronation streets. If we're not careful, there is. There is. In so it's, getting, it's getting camper and camper. Well, that's the, also true of the television career in question. <laughs> Two o'clock, please, Betty. Uh, there is. Um, there is an amongst it all. By the way, there's nothing wrong with that. It's also true with quite literally this podcasting career in question. <laughs> Um, it's becoming Mark Lawrenson that's what it's uh, becoming well <laughs> yeah. and it, and it happens to us all oh no, oh, no Gary oh no oh, yeah. oh no Gary uh, happens to us all um, and again most definitely uh, happens here as well um, I, I think what I think Jones did Phil and I feel like I'm just talking constantly about Jones but I, I got to see it for the first time in ages because I think it is a big thing is he is a footballer who's able to make other footballers look better and what he also did was he, I think he really helps a Bosley. And the reason, yeah. the way he really helps a Bosley is that I think that Bosley has been playing a little deeper, a little bit closer to whoever the six is, whether it's Ender or McAllister, because Gravenberg has been the other side. And Gravenberg is still, he's still raw. He's not at the time with Liverpool. He's not done all the bits and pieces. And for me, why I'm most excited about Jones is I think that Jones actually helped unleash a Bosley because a Bosley could go, it's all right, he's going to sort this. I can worry about what I'm doing going the other way a little bit more. And I've been watching that right-hand side feeling it's not really functioning. And it's dead interesting because you go, well, Salah's one of your best players, Trent's one of your best players, and you're really Dominic Sabozlai, so why can't this work? But I think part of why Trent and Sabozlai have always, almost ended up in each other's way is Trent's coming in from right back towards that position, and Sabozlai's coming back from right mid mm. towards the, the position where Endo is. So that's why they ended up in each other's way. I think it makes a lot more sense, and it's easier to sort of push Sabozlai into other areas. If Trent's moving in, even if you still do that, and I don't think Liverpool necessarily will all game, but if it's Jones coming back and then Endo's coming across or however that plays out, if you see what I mean. Yeah, Gavin Birch's style is probably not just quite suited right at this moment in time in terms of in terms of what he has and what we need. He's obviously he's a very talented player, but I think the I think I think you've sort of seen in the last few weeks that he did not have a preseason at Liverpool where they go away, they train relentlessly on shape about you go here, he goes there, you go there, the, he'll be there. Like there's there was a tramp pass out to Salah last night that he didn't know he was there yeah. but he knew he was there and this is because there's a level of familiarity with what they do whereas Gavin Birch is still a bit like he's got to play with his head up to an element and he's got to know well oh okay so I'm, I need to do that whereas all the players also need to know exactly he doesn't quite know what he, he's he's not quite there they know he's not quite there so they sort of can't be as quite as natural whereas you put Jones in instead of it and they they know this like they they have done this, they have worked on this, they know exactly what they're after from each other and it works as a partnership. I don't think it's a coincidence that Liverpool's best periods this season have been when the midfield's been McAllister, Jones and Shabashley who were, were all here from about the 1st of July or something. I don't think that's a, I just don't think that's yeah. coincidental in any way, shape or form. Whereas you take one of them out, it just doesn't look quite as, it doesn't look quite as right, it doesn't flow as well and obviously McAllister can't play, can't play on, on Saturday but You'd expect Endo to. I think I would go Endo, Jones, and Shabashle personally. I think you can probably get an hour out of 
out of Jones after last night. I think that's the best, that's the way home. I, th- I also think I like Jones when he play when he knows he's playing an hour because he goes absolutely all in on the press and he's really, really, really intense. And that sort of it really helps and it really ties the other players, the, it ties the other team out to an extent. Then someone else comes on and they're playing. And that against. allows the half hour he leaves to be exactly. there for someone to yeah. go and take because 100%. you've not, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. like I think that's one of the reasons Elliot has been has been doing so well off the bench and that they've worked. He's coming on for. Players who've worked the bollocks off, which has made it the other team worked the bollocks off, and it's made it easier for him in some in some instances. Okay, uh, prediction. I'm gonna have to go for two one to Liverpool. I think two one to Liverpool Football Club. Two two, I think. Two two, uh, same result as last season. Yeah, uh, excellent stuff. Chelsea then um, Christmas Eve uh, going to Wolverhampton Wanderers. Are we all in on in Cuckoo? Um, Do we um, sort of need to be? I mean. Name me a good marquee signing that Chelsea have ever made <laughs> from um, the Bundesliga. Yeah, well, there's that too. Yeah, so I sort of think that I, him, I, I am quite looking forward to him and Palmer because you have to play them both because Palmer's been kind of the, the player of the season, and they shouldn't probably be both playing in sort of any sort of like logical way. Um, but the reason I'm looking, the reason I think they won, the reason I'm looking forward to it is because one thing I picked up from I was away at Goodison as well, and one thing I picked up is lo- a lot of that team are all really good at doing something but no one does the next bit so Mudrick will basically be anyone I think down the line he, he he's really going to be obviously I've seen him in the flesh against Ash Young and James Milner so it's not the best um, metric and yardstick to use but the problem is he then gets there he doesn't really want to cross it in he wants to kind of come back but then when he comes back the the broach has gone the back post and then everyone's coming late to the box but he's on the wrong and that sort of that whole thing happens a lot and and um, and so I think having two players who are in essence going to try and do similar stuff, they might get a bit of a bit of sort of cohesion out of it. And I think you can expect of Palmer to have to adapt to make it. You can say to him in that sort of profile that he is, you're gonna, you know, he's basically he, he's you. We kind of picked you up because we lost him in, in early in preseason. I mean, that's not that's not an obviously like that's not a literal thing, but you can. And I think that 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 could work. So I think the Inkunku thing. I'm hopeful, but I've, I've mean Chelsea bet the farm on on so many players, and the farm tends to burn to the ground. <laughs> what I with him, what I think of him, Phil, and I don't think you'll start this one. By the way, I think he'll be another one off the bench, and I think they're going to take the time with him and, and 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 segue him in. I think there's a little there's a little thing where I think what he's going to want is something that's very maybe into an extent it could become quite sort of. Klopp Liverpool, but maybe without the idea of the wide player who is also the centre foot, the number nine. If you see what I mean, I think there's going to be loads. I think he's going to play a lot of what look. What, what, I'll get to the point in a minute, Phil. I think he's going to play a lot of four two four zero. If you see what I mean, yeah. yeah. The shape is going to be four two four zero, and everyone is occupying all the time, and everyone's moving in and out of space, and everyone's doing little bits. And I think that's his direction of travel. And I think why he's found this part of the season a little bit difficult. Is because he can't play that, and he's he, he's got the players who suit that. He's got the players with the idea is it can be four two four zero, or it can be four four two zero. If we need to if we need to shore it up a little bit, you know, if we, we we can come back, we can look after the ball for a period. We do that, then we get back on the front foot, then we move it around, and that will drive people mad at times. And I think that this is for me, this is his line, and this is the tightrope he's walking. I think he's rightly, by the way, got a complete free pass so far in every single way, and everyone's fine with it. I think when Nkuku comes back in, I think he has a little thing where. If he's trying to do something that I think can really work for them and work for that group of players, if he's having a go at it, I think it becomes a little bit tricky if 
it's the sort of thing that you play certain games and you don't get the result you should get and people are now like well there's no reason now why you're not getting the result you should get if that makes sense yeah it feels like the pressure could possibly possibly ramp up but then at the same time it could be the could be the making of them and the you know, the pressure doesn't isn't a problem because Chelsea suddenly gone a little bit of a run and they work themselves possibly towards Conference League football or, or something like that and it might not come to fruition it might not be that they don't want the Conference League next season I don't know what would be I generally don't know what would be better to be honest but that's sort of what they've got to be potentially looking at I think, they need, games, I think they need games of football and they probably need not amazing money but it's still money isn't it it's you know more gate receipts and so on and so forth so that's what's got to come next there's got to be the there probably needs to be a there's a well where you can sort of look at the first few months of the season and go it's been mad the, the club's been mad for a year we can sort of just write it off as long as we're on a journey but the journey has to start at some point doesn't it and I think this feels like it's where it needs to start for them and you know, this is the start this is the start summer signing if this doesn't work then you almost feels like it's back to square one back mm-hmm. to square one territory if the next sort of six weeks or so is not an improvement for Chelsea and the don't put a run together and you know look like beating someone at home in, in 90 minutes I think it was what is it Sheffield United Luton yeah. and somebody else in the league first went at home for like a year or first two yeah. in a row for like a year yeah. there was a who was the third one there was a there was a there was one before I'm pretty sure there was a home win before um before Sheffield United did the week. Well, the last I'm, home I'm convinced there was yeah Brighton Hove Albion that was it yeah yes. I, knew there was, I knew there was one but that's but, and beating Brighton is a sort of a result that you can go okay right that's that's a that's a result. That's the that, but that is the only home win. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, the Newcastle, notes, the yeah, Newcastle yeah. one is the Newcastle one. It was you know it was yeah. penalty shootout, so it sort of counts and it sort of doesn't. If that makes sense, sounds a bit unfair, but, but it's, not, it's not a win in ninety minutes, is it? Is what I'm is what I'm getting at. Um, where you know when Sheffield United and Luton are your other two, it's not a long time to hang your hat on because it creates a feeling, doesn't it? Where home games are quite important because if people are turning up to watch the team at home and they're not winning they're just going home in a mood and that yeah. doesn't help anyone you've said before like the expectations and I've kind of thought to be honest with you I thought the same on the Potter it's been it's been like Groundhog Day of just something to care about something to cling on to yeah. something where you think this is us that, that's the thing and like you've ne- your next thing in the running order is about everything making sense and like the first thing I thought was I don't really I want intangibles I don't want I don't want sense because if anything it makes, Chelsea makes too much sense we've signed lots of players and lots of positions who are all really good and we've seen none of it for many of them and when I say intangibles, I mean like, listen, Nick, Jan- Nick Jackson is like demonstrably quite shit, but he's his our third, he's he scored he scored more before Christmas than our goal scorers have in the last three seasons. So something's happening there. Like it's an, it doesn't make sense, but it's there. Palmer's another one who we've not had a player for a long time who can kind of do nothing apart from score and assist in a game. Like United, he, that goal was nice, did nothing else. Um, he, he, he scored and assisted I think three times this season in the same game but he, he is also quite good at not doing much away at Goodison he had a really nice like came inside straight for the top corner it was a good save but he, did, he I quite like have, we, we haven't had that again that sort of intangible like maybe Carl will do maybe Carl will do something do you know what I mean? maybe that'll happen um, and you've got players like Gallagher you know I can appreciate the money stuff it's quite annoying that the consequence of our actions are coming around so quickly but <laughs> so so is life it's annoying the rule I genuinely think that the the, the 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 rule needs to be looked at the way in which the calculation is done now because you can't create a circumstance where you're incentivising people selling homegrown yeah. players it's madness yeah, it's that weird. you end up getting yeah, to that yeah. point especially when there is an actual reason the rules that you need homegrown players as well yeah, yeah. Uh, the two things are completely contradictory and I think it's a real problem and I just think it's, it, it should be zero and if you want to find a way to offset it you also get to say 
the wages count as zero. Yeah, if okay. you see what I mean. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. You, you you don't have to you know if you sell them at zero, but if you but while you're playing them and whilst they're yours, if they're homegrown from yeah, your yeah. point of view, the wages don't count towards yeah. the calculation. That's the way we're doing it because the other thing's not fair. Yeah, big time. But he yeah. he he is in on merit at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's in because he's had a good season. But you know, I I started before and I was like. Does a team win the league with Conor Gallagher in their squad? And I was thinking, lo- yeah, loads of big, yeah. loads of teams have won leagues with that player. Worst who, players then have won the league. But also, it's that thing of um, you know you had it probably probably United had it with like a West Brown. You, but you look, but we've got him. So we've lost, we'd lost the ones we'd yeah. like. But actually, he's all right. And again, you see Gallagher and our best midfield has probably been Enzo uh, Fernandez, Gallagher, and, and Caicedo. Is in they've kind of made that work a bit, like you were saying about. Uh, the Liverpool boys of like they kind of look like a real thing there. And it's not, it's not, the, it's not the true one by choice. Um, but then I've also moved on to like that. That being said, like sense, sense will be quite nice of like wing backs playing playing wing back. We've had this weird four centre back yeah. kind of Tony Pulis thing. Like Levi Colwell, I think is it's just so good at football that it's okay. But part of I think where we've been so annoying is play all good sides use width to break down a team, and we haven't got width, and that that's a real like. And when we do find width, there's not really a, anything in the in, and the, that's, in the box. And with that idea of the idea that there's perpetual movement, no one really occupies yeah. this position. Everyone moves I can around. See it. That's I think that's good. But what that means is that's a lot of wide players who are coming inside to occupy the central position. Yes. So that's therefore you do need to have full backs who can get beyond and get the other side. Yeah, and, and knowing that Reese James on his way to Finland for hamstring surgery is actually quite in, in a way a bit of a relief because it's been a bit like waiting for Godot with him just like there's no point in putting someone in there because you you're not uh, they're not gonna be there forever because the captain's yeah. gonna come back. So let's put uh, a centre-back there, let's do this. Whereas now, Gusto's fit, he's going to be playing until Feb, or they're going to go and get someone, or they're going to look at, you know, Lewis Hall, Michael, whoever. They're going to do something there, whereas like, we haven't got a right-back now, so we need to get one. And having someone to do that job doing it, you talked about Alexander-Arnold when he does sometimes fall into it. Like, it's a, it's, it's, it, there's a reason it's a thing. There's a reason it's a position on the field, isn't it? And then you've also got, like, like uh, the, the old X, X of XG has us, like, sitting third. Whereas G has us very, very much in tenth, <laughs> and it's an X that should be an E anyway, in 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 terms of spelling. Um, but you saw it. <laughs> that's my level of pernickety, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. No, I'm with it 100. percent I'm fine um, with it. Go on. And then you've got. I'd also like to be able to predict the lineup. I'd like it to think, okay, this is this is what's gonna happen. This is who. This is the beats and the notes, and this is like. I was with my mate who's a um, a different type of blue before uh, the Goodison match, and he was saying, I think you'll beat us today. And I just said, what's what's the goal? Tell tell me who scores, what it looks like, because I can't, I can't tell you. You know, there's no, it's not a cut back, it's not, it's not played through, it's not someone flying in, it's not even a set piece, like yeah. And so having that, that sort of, it'll make sense of like, oh, this is who they are, this is what they do. And I think, listen, if Unkunku Cummins back is the justification they need to make some, maybe looser decisions or make or maybe roll the dice a bit or. Um, or if if that that big signing hides the focus on the other big signings like Mudrick and maybe because I do think Mudrick's improved in lots of ways, but there's still so little to his game that is is the level it needs to be, and I don't think that's why we signed him. I think we we signed his piss arsehole off, but I think there's levels to him which which we haven't reached yet. Um, but yeah, so I sort of think just knowing what's going to happen with Chelsea would be nice. Knowing who, what they're going to look like. Uh, and how they're going to play is 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 not happened yet. That's not happened at all. I don't think this season. I think they got only into Wolves. I think it's a funny one. This. I think Wolves. Wolves are on the, on the verge of almost being the forgotten team through the whole season. Other than the fact that they're the ones who suffer most from the VAR stuff. Phil, there's nothing else really about them. And I almost mean that as a compliment in a way. There's nothing to make you go. Well, I'd worry about that. Yeah. I see them. I think he's good. He's good. He's quite good. I think there's the idea of Neto may or may be able to come off the bench for this one. It's been mooted a little bit. He might just be available. 
I don't think they'll rush him back in no. anyway because they no, don't no. need to. So I think you're still probably looking at another couple of weeks before Neto gets himself settled and back in. He is the one you watch there. But whilst I'm saying that, I'm just also aware they've got a number of good players and they've got one of the lads who scored the 10 most goals in the league, I think, now. Yeah. You know, that's the the oddity of them is that in many ways the quiet season is a good thing. It's what a lot of clubs want. But then you get one and you're a bit like, why are we playing 38 games of this? I didn't want yeah. this much. I didn't want this bigger bowl. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I think Bulls as a whole are generally all right with that because if you think back to the start of the season, there was like, our oh, Bulls getting relegated. Bulls were getting... It was like... It wasn't even debatable in some quarters and I found it really odd. I remember they posted the team sheet when they went to Manchester United first weekend of the season. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, the people, sorry, if I got mad here, it was just loads of good footballers and people like, these are going to get relegated. And I was like, on what basis is that team yeah. there worse than Burnley or Sheffield United or Luton? And I could get my head around it. It was a, it was a good team. There's genuine proven Premier League footballers doing all right. They just look very 12th to me, which is fine to a point but you can't look like you're 12 forever without annoying people but when you when you've incited the whole country into thinking that you're going to get relegated quite comfortably being the 12th best team is, is something to be alright with I, th- I think I think we're going to end up in a position where Gary O'Neill's probably going to end up getting more credit than he deserves potentially by the end of the season because I think there's sometimes when I just look at them and I'm a bit like I'm not quite sure what you're up to here I'm not quite sure this is this is particularly brilliant like I didn't think they were great at um West Ham on Sunday, I thought yeah. it, was, it was quite yeah. easy for West Ham, generally. Um, there's been a lot of games that I've seen them and I'm a bit like, mm, I'm not, not quite sure about this. And But then, some of the, they're not perfect in terms of squad makeup, are they? They've, they've struggled with a, a proper goal scorer for a few years. So I, my question in a really weird way, you know, Wolves on the horizon play this one then they've got Brentford in the uh, in the league on the 27th of December Phil then they've got Everton on the 30th of December my last little thing on this before we wrap the show up is that then on the 5th of January they play Brentford in the third round of the FA Cup mm. and the extent to which I think both sides should be picking first 11s is hard to put into words yeah. and I, they probably won't but no, they should they both won't. be playing first 11s but the big the more important game for either of them to win is not the one on the 30th of December it's the one on the 5th of yeah, January it winds me up this, this, you see this loads they'll both make 7 or 8 changes they've got the cup one of them will go through and the one who goes out of the cup can be right. The fans should be rightly and like should be annoyed because the the amount of the amount of Premier League teams just toss the FA Cup off as if it's some kind of um, inconvenience is mad, is is baffling. It's absolutely baffling. It's the same never- with the League Cup. Like the the biggest one for me with the League Cup this year was Tottenham. Yeah, it's disgraceful. It was a joke. They were not in Europe. They basically had three mid. I think I think in effect if they'd have got to the, this stage of the league cup they would have had four midweek games four from August until Christmas and they made loads of changes they went away to Fulham made loads of changes lose on penalties played quite badly at a time when Fulham weren't playing brilliantly at the time no, remember the season really poorly no Tottenham had started yeah. the season really well everyone was like oh this Tottenham side's fun isn't it and then they go and make loads of changes they don't win they get knocked out and all of a sudden Oh, one of our two possible trophies this season is gone. And it means never justifies the end. You never no. see those players again. It's not like there's no, there's no reason to no. watch them. It's not like the manager's trying to learn something. He wouldn't go if he could. Mm. Half the time. Mm. No, I agree. Uh, My favourite one of them was when Big Sam just didn't go to Cyprus when he was ever manager. Couldn't be asked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just binned it. Uh, European game, mate. Uh, go, take it seriously, uh, and see what happens. To the other Cyprus side. in December, bit of sun, mate. Yeah, well, there's that for you as well. That's a recommended listen. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much to both Phil and Chris, also Jordan and Rich. Uh, it has been your Friday show, the last one before Christmas. There was a soup song of uh, Boxing Day fixtures in there, but listen, I don't know when the next one is. 
It all goes to bits. To be honest with you, just hang on for dear life and see what happens. There'll be stuff out. Sports Social Podcast Network.